And joining us right now is the host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original, featuring the most notable names in MLB all around sports every week. It is Brett Boone, back with us here on 97.3. The fan, Booney, good, good to talk to you again. What's what's going on, guys? How we doing, man? We're doing good. I'm in Chicago watching young young Jake Boone play for the for the uh, Windy Cindy Windy Windy City Thunderbolts. So yeah, I took a trip out here with pops to to watch the young lad play. How's he playing? He's playing good. He looks really good. So uh, Richie Sexton's a skipper, and yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jake, Jakey looks really good. He he worked real hard this off season, and uh, it's a big year for him. You know that 23 year old year is big from a developmental standpoint and, and uh, where you're going. So he's chasing his dreams. What are you guys up to? Richie's your Watching boy, right? Padres. You guys you guys played together? Did you guys play together in Seattle? We did one year. Uh, we've been friends for a long, long time. That's and, so cool. And he's, been, he's been wanting to get into the pro game, and uh, th- this opportunity opened up for him, and, and uh, you know, he's off to the races. So Th- does, he know, week, but... does he know he could make these days, like, $25 million a year with his game? Oh, I'll tell you, I, I, we, I tease him all the time because he came up to Seattle, and, man, the Seattle fans were tough on him. He yeah. had 39 homers, drove in 115, what? and he got booed out of the stadium because <laughs> he said he struck out too much. Right. And uh, I say, Richie, you'd be making more than that. You'd oh. be making show, Shohei Otani money. <laughs> But, uh, his game, Rob Deere's got to be just kicking oh, himself. Oh, Robbie, like, Robbie, I love Robbie. Yeah, Robbie'd be like, "Wow, this would be this would be a big payday for me." So I love it, man. I different love it. Games, different games. Well, so yesterday, another loss. You know, way below. Well, well, below five hundred and and scuffling. We all know the the stats, the numbers. It was an ugly series, Booney. They happened. A lot of baseball left. All of that being said, uh, after the game. The coaches walk out of the locker room. The door shuts. The players stay in the clubhouse. Now, I know you were part of uh, probably probably more of these players' meetings than you ever wanted to be. Is that the last straw? Can you? I know you're out of the game now. Can you walk us through what one of those players' meetings looks like? Because I'm fascinated. Well, I'll tell you, it's I've been in a lot of players' meetings, you know, uh, and a lot of them. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of them are BS. It's it's. It's really, oh, we've got to do something, so let's call a meeting, you know. Yeah. But I also have been a part of some where they're just, they weren't, you know, it wasn't forecasted. It wasn't something that, that was thought of two days before. It was just a spur of the moment. But it's it's the right guy at the right time to call a meeting and say the right thing, if that makes if that makes sense. Because just calling a meeting to call a meeting because you're you're not living up to expectations, players will kind of sour on that they'll see through that and, and they'll just say this is kind of we're just doing this for the for the exercise of doing it but the ones that have been most beneficial is something that was just called spur of the moment boom get in there right guy stand up say a few words and then and, and then the team as a whole inter, you know intricate players go around the room and say hey this 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 i've been a part of some really good meetings and we've turned it around after the meeting like i said We've been, I've been a part of a lot of meetings that nothing happened, you know, and the press gets a hold of it and they like to talk about, wow, you had this big meeting, but, but you just lost five out of your next six. And I go, yeah, that meeting wasn't very good. So it's something you do throughout the course of the season, especially these Padres, uh, because they're just playing so far below expectations with that payroll now, with what you brought in in the offseason, that offense. I mean, on paper, going into this season, I look up and down that Padre lineup. 
That's the best offense in baseball. Should be on paper. Another thing that doesn't always come to fruition. But, you know, I heard you guys in, in the earlier segment talking about this team. These guys are in their prime. You've got a Tatis Jr. back now, Bogarts, Soto, Machado. These guys are in their prime and are MVP candidates. They're not perennial all-stars. Any one of these guys in any given time can win a, uh, an MVP award. You've got Nelson Cruz, who's been a slugger in this game for a long time. He's later He's later in his years. He's, he's well out of his prime. But I still think he's a real calming, uh, calming guy in that clubhouse. He's a great. He's got a great presence about him. Pitchers are doing their job right now. I yep. think you're fourth in the league in pitching. A year ago, you were fourth or fifth in the year in pitching. You went to the playoffs. You had a successful run in, in the postseason. Knocked out that 111 win Dodger team. Uh, but the offense is is really kind of perplexing. They are last in the league, with my opinion, the most talented offense in the league that doesn't make any sense what that tells me is they're going to get better they're going to be better these aren't a bunch of guys that that have a short track record you know been around for a year year and a half did it did it one time these guys have you turn over these guys bubblegum cards (laughs) they're pretty impressive and what i've found in this game yeah you're going to have good years you're going to have bad years but usually at the end of the day when 162 have been played you're going to flip that bubblegum card, and it's going to be somewhere where you expect it to be. So I see these guys struggling early. Bogarts was off to a hot start. He's cooled off a little bit. Soto's off to the, the coldest start you could possibly be in the last two weeks. He's really turned his season around, and he's, he's trending in the right way. Machado's kind of hanging in that, you know, below 250. Not, not familiar territory for Machado. But this guy's a great player. He's going to be there. What you get out of Cruz, I think anything you get out of Cruz is going to be a positive. Cronenworth's a little below what he's expecting. But uh, I just see it can't go on too long. We're at a quarter of the season right now. This team's in fourth place. They're behind the Giants now. But they can pitch. I still think the key is Snell's got a pitch like Snell they got from Tampa Bay to be that legit number one. He hasn't lived up to expectations yet in his time in San Diego. Musgrove was hurt. Off to a little bit of a slow start, had a good outing, his last outing, but he's got a, you know, he's not used to having an ERA in the last couple of years. He's been the horse of that staff. He's not used to having an ERA in the mid sixes. So I think the pitching's going to be fine. And I know come a month from now, come two months from now, the San Diego Padres are not going to be 15th in offense. So when they, when, when they finally kick it in and get it going, you're going to see these numbers go in the right direction. But right now is a tough time, especially. In this city, there's so much excitement. You know, I've never, I, I've lived in San Diego for a while now, and I've never seen the excitement that I've seen the last two, three years, and it's starting to build. And now this year, wow, everybody's laying it out there like, man, the Padres, we finally got a great team. Players feel that a little bit and know there's big expectations. There's a lot of star power in that lineup. Sometimes that's a little bit getting used to. You're used to having one guy being the man. All of a sudden, you got four guys that are the man. And and that's a little bit of, of you know you got to pierce that out a little bit throughout the course of the season. These guys are too good to go this way for too much longer. I expect they're going to turn it around. It, it makes no sense for them not to. Their track record's too good. I, I I agree with you, Brett Boone. We've been saying that actually to our our listeners for a couple of weeks, and yet now we're starting to doubt ourselves. I yeah. guess when you when you go through it enough, 
and you keep telling everybody, don't worry, this is going to turn around. They're not going to keep hitting 196 with runners in scoring position. They're a day or two, I'm sure, from turning it around. And then you go a week, and then you go another week, and nothing changes, and they continue to leave 12 runners on. They continue to go 1 for 10, 0 for 7, 2 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Scuffling, man. You start doubting yourself. and I, So I wanted to ask you, you've been on teams that have scuffled. Sometimes I'm sure it's obvious what the problem is. What happens, though, when you don't know what the problem is? When you can't really identify what we're doing wrong, where the process is good, we got good play, we're going up with a good mentality, and it's not happening for us. That's got to be frustrating. Well, I mean, the one thing you deal with, and and no matter how much of a veteran you are, uh, these players care, uh, and and we're not, (laughs) believe me, no matter the year you're coming off, the career you've had, we're not as secure as you think we are. So, you know, the, the typical is, oh, I don't give a crap what he say, and everything's going to be all right. Believe me, it doesn't matter how many all-star games you've been to, how many great years you've had. When, when things are going tough, and that's why this game is so hard, it, it, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you do. You question yourself. And, and what pulls you out of that? I remember being in, in the doldrums in 2002. I'm coming off my greatest year ever. I had a rough first half. I really poured it on the second half. Ended up having a great year. But I remember thinking, six months ago, I couldn't make an out. And right now, I can't get a hit. How? But, but, but you think to yourself, you know, at that stage, you go, well, how many times have I been there in my life? Well, probably 50. How many times have you come out of it? 50. Well, 50 times. <laughs> so you're going to come out of it again. So it's, as much as we do doubt ourselves, no matter how great of a player or how good of a player you are, uh, you do, the doubt does creep in. But at the end of the day, you keep working, you keep pounding. And, and and on top of that, you're reading about it every day, how great you're supposed to be offensively. That adds a little pressure to the scenario. And you're reading in the paper this runners in scoring position thing. I used to love that. Well, what do you think about hitting with runners in scoring position? Well, I'm going to add a little more pressure to myself when I come up there if i got a runner on second and less mm-hmm. than two. No, it's something that all of a sudden they're going to have a big inning where they're going to go four for five with runners in scoring position, and that's going to end all that talk, and then we're off to the races. We don't think about hitting with runners in scoring position. We think about hitting when we hit. We're up there to hit. We have the same approach. Yeah, the, this, the situation might lend for us to, to try to get a job done, but the bottom line is we're going up there trying to get a good pitch to hit and putting a good swing on the ball. So this is going to come. It, it all comes down to this. If this were a, a, an unproven team, just a bunch of real skilled players with, with big potential, I'd say worry your butt off right now. But with the names in that lineup on a daily basis, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Easier said than done, me sitting here. But I, I think the Padre I think the Padre fans out there right now are going, what do you mean, Bodie? We're worried. We're supposed to be great. You got it. You got to just hang in there. And let's talk at All-Star break. If it, at the All-Star break, you're still scuffling, I'll be the biggest. That'll be the biggest surprise to me in the world. And you can call me up and all the fans can yell at me. I don't think that's going to be the scenario. I think at the All-Star break, you're going to go, all right, now we're seeing – what we expected from the beginning just took a little longer than, than we would have liked, but we're coming around to it. So uh, interesting to see. I don't like to see him eight games out this early with a Dodger team that's not as good as they were a year ago. Right. You know, that's saying a lot because the Dodgers a year ago won 111, 111 games. They're still formidable. I think they're proving that, especially with their starting rotation. But But they're gettable this year. You know, I think the Padres stuck it to them in the postseason last year to kind of even the, the the spread a little bit. The Dodgers have been real dominant all of a sudden last year. They remember that postseason, and the Padres knocking them out. But there there there's a there's a lot more of an even 
even playing field now with the Dodgers and the Padres. And, and I think it's going to come down to that. I look at the Arizona. I think Arizona is a great story. They've been in the basement for a lot of years and, and number one offense in baseball right now. It's a lot of fun. I don't think they can pitch enough. Uh, Colorado, they can't pitch or hit enough. I look at the San Francisco Giants. They're an interesting team because they still got those guys. They've still got Cobb and Webb and they have a real formidable, uh, formidable starting rotation and what we we know about san francisco over the years and and the dynasty they put together when boach was over there so san fran i look at them and, and they're a sleeper nobody gives them any credit this year but they can pitch the other two teams no i don't think they can i think it's still going to come down to when it's all said and done the padres and the dodgers fighting it out for that division we'll see it's going to be a lot of fun this summer but like i said guys have me on at the all-star break if you're still going booty. What happened to you? Wait, man. We've been patient. You'll wear right, it. You can yell yeah. at me that. You You'll know, wear I'll, it. I'll, I'll definitely wear it. I, I don't see this happening. These guys are too good. You know what? Hosting a good podcast isn't easy. Even for like radio guys oh, like yeah. us, you got to be able to talk. Yeah. Brett oh, Boone is able Booney. to talk. I love that it. was impressive. So good, man. Booney. Booney. I, mean, <laughs> I think we asked two questions, and you carried us for 12 and a half minutes right there. <laughs> Booney, I just got in our chat. Ben, believe me, though, I'm on I'm on your side of the mic a lot, and I know you guys, what you do for a living, I don't know how you do it for three hours every day. Four, 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 four hours, hours, hours a day, four. Booney. Four. four. And I'm like, hey, we got, we got Booney coming on. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just go off and talk, and we can get a breather. Yeah, I, know I love it's it. It's nice to have a breather once in a while. It is, and the, the reviews in the, our YouTube chat are overwhelmingly positive about Brett Boone. Boone 2024, he has my vote. I believe in Booney. Boone softened my heart, put my pride aside. Can we get Brett Boone as a hitting coach? Boone lit a fire in me again. The reviews are in, my friend. You are a hit. Thank you, Booney. You I rule. love it. Yeah. I love it. Well that's, done, my that's friend. That's why I'm here, guys. Beautiful. Thank I'm you, buddy. Off the ledge. Thank you. Love and that it. was Brett Boone, host of the Fantastic. Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Fired up again.